0: Hey Orchard Grove family, good morning and welcome to everybody from uh, sunny Florida today. I want to tell you I'm really excited about this message today and I'm excited about where we're doing it from and that's for a very special reason. First of all, uh, today we are uh, launching uh, our special fellowship down in Florida. It's something we've been praying about for a long time and working towards. And now in Punta Gorda, Florida, we're having a brand new fellowship extension of Orchard Grove Community Church in Walled Lake. And so we're so excited about that. We're going to be telling you a lot more about it in the days to come. And I'm going to ask you to pray, pray for this fellowship that's, that's budding and beginning. And uh, we know God's going to do amazing things. It makes me think about the very, very first days of Orchard Grove, how small and tiny and And fragile we were as a little little baby coming out of the womb and now uh, we're giving birth to another one and we're so excited about that and the other reason that I'm giving you this message uh, not just from Florida but outside is because of the message content itself and today we're gonna be talking about connecting with God through his creation and so I'm gonna save that Uh, for the message but I just wanted you to know that this is a very special uh, video today. Now before we begin, our, our series we've been doing is called How to Grow Your Relationship with God. And what we've been talking about is the importance of your relationship with God. And it's something that's very personal and it's something that you grow. And no one else grows it for you it's based on your personal experience and it's also important to know that because it's personal the way the way that you connect to God is different than the way I connect with God and yes we have some common themes there are some things that we all um, experience together when we worship together like we are right now but it's also Maybe it's like when you think of uh, in education, they talk about children having multiple intelligences. That is, one kid learns this way, one kid learns a little bit better that way. And I really think that that's true in our relationship with God. The truth is that, you know, some of us just connect better in a different avenue. And so up to this point in the series, I've been talking about the importance of your relationship with God that you know if that is strong it can get you through a lot of difficult things if your relationship with god is strong it can get you through hard times it will make you a happier and a healthier person it will definitely make you a more loving person a more resilient person and so we want that to grow and be strong but the way that it grows we're going to dive into The, the avenues the pathways that each person takes to grow can vary and be different and you might take two or three or four different pathways and that's okay i want to tell you a story you know when i was uh young and i first was starting out i went to this pastor's conference and i i still remember it to this day because um i didn't feel like i fit in and 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 pastors conferences you know they tend to focus on one pathway of of growth and the pathway is usually sitting in a church and Um, listening to a message, and that's the way that you grow. And certainly, that's a great way to grow. Um, We focus on that all the time. But certainly, it's not the only way to grow. And uh, so I was at the conference, and I was there, and there was a lot of messages being given, and you would go to these sessions and listen to a message being delivered, much like you are today. And I'd done that from just countless times in my life already, and there were going to be multiple sessions like this at this conference but it was up near a ski resort. And so, you know, when they had a break in the action, I just had to, I had to go out and go skiing. And so I remember having a tight window and so I went tearing off to the ski hill and then I came back and I remember being a little bit late and just, you know, still got snow on me and, and I pulled up to the conference and I still got my ski jacket on, I like go running in there and knowing I'm out of place, that the rest of the group was not doing that, you know? But for me, that was a way to connect. And uh, I sat in that session, I still remember it to this day, feeling bad, feeling bad that I was out doing that and maybe I, I, I shouldn't have been for some reason, and yet feeling so good, feeling refreshed, feeling renewed, feeling like I had connected with God by being on that mountaintop. And so today... I want to talk to you about one of the most important ways that you and I connect with God. And it's not the typical and the traditional ways of being inside of a church building, listening to a message, or reading the Bible, a lot of the classic ways, all of which are good and we're going to talk about. But connecting with God through nature, by being outside. You see, Paul gives us some great words in Acts chapter 17. When he's talking to a group of people, and he's outside, he's in a marketplace, and he's talking to them about this inscription they have to an unknown God. And Paul tells them this. He says, God does not live in temples built by human hands. The truth is, much like this church building behind me, most of us grew up being taught that the way you connect with God is through the doors of this building, or some building like that. But Paul said, you know, God isn't reached in buildings built by human hands, or he doesn't dwell in those buildings. Yes, you can connect with God there, but you can also connect with God out here, in God's creation. And in fact, Paul says this in Romans chapter one, that it is by his creation that we know him, That his invisible qualities are clearly seen. How do you see an invisible God? Through his visible creation. And so join me today as we explore the ways that we connect with God through his creation. It seems like all of us love nature. Maybe some of us more than others. But certainly there's something deep inside of us that, that resonates when we're in God's creation. And so I want to talk to you about how this particular pathway is especially helpful for us to connect and to grow in our relationship with God. You know, if you think about it, this is in some ways the primary way that we grow our relationship with God. First of all, everyone has access. You know, not everyone had access to a Bible. In fact, after Jesus died and after his resurrection, it took 300 years for there to be a Bible. There were different writings that people could access here and there if you could read and if you could get access to them. It took 300 years for us to actually assemble a Bible. And then, even then, most people, the majority of the people in the world, couldn't read and couldn't get access to it. So if you limited us knowing God to the Bible, You're missing out on so much of what God has for people. And so the first thing to say about creation is that we all have access. All we have to do is to gaze around us and see God's unbelievable and undeniable creation. The other thing that's important about nature is it has these unbelievable benefits. I mean, let's just say for a minute you're watching this and you are not a believer or you know someone that doesn't believe, just do the research and you'll find out that there is countless benefits to people connecting with creation. For instance, researchers are saying now that Americans spend on average 10 hours a day in front of a screen. 10 hours a day. Think of how drastic that is from before we had the internet or before we had all of these things. People used to spend a lot more time in creation, in nature. And people were much healthier, both physically and mentally they were healthier. Now researchers are saying getting outside does countless things for us. First of all, it improves our attention span. I mean, just... The ability to solve a math problem is somehow better because we've been in God's creation. It lowers our stress level. This is scientific research. People have less stress in their life who spend more time outside. It makes people in a better mood. It reduces mental health problems. It increases empathy and and care for other people. And it helps people feel connected as a whole, which seems crazy because you'd feel, well, if I'm in nature, I'm kind of disconnected, but it sort of grounds you into God's creation. In other words, whether you're a believer or not, what, what the research is clear, and that is that you and I connecting with God through creation is such an invaluable and underused resource. So I'm gonna encourage you today and in this message to find your way back to God's creation. And by finding your way back to God's creation, you're gonna find yourself closer to God. You know, it's funny, I've had this uh, saying and joke with uh, the hunters in Michigan for years because they'll all talk about how they need to go, it's hunting season, I need to go, and pastor, I'm gonna be out of church. And I always tell them, don't worry, I know you're gonna connect with God in a deeper way many of you, than you ever connect on a Sunday. And they're always surprised to hear me say that, you know. And oftentimes the wives would jab me like, Pastor, you're not supposed to say that. But it's true. It's true, and I know there's a lot of men that they don't don't connect with God as well reading the Bible. They don't connect as well, you know, going to church. But they connect in creation. And we shouldn't take that away from them. There are a lot of people. I do think it's men, but You know, I'm sure it's women too, but they just connect better. They feel closer to God when they're in creation. It doesn't take away the other avenues, but it certainly helps us understand that this is a vital way. And the scripture actually points this out to us. In Psalms, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The trees of the field, they clap their hands Psalm after psalm talks about how creation is speaking to us, singing to us, shouting to us about the goodness and the glory of God. You and I spending time in God's creation is vital to us growing our relationship with God. You know, if you look at the Bible, you'll see that Jesus spent the majority of his ministry outside not inside. Yeah, he was in the synagogues. He taught in the synagogues. There's no doubt about it. But time and time and time again, his sermons were outside. They were spontaneous. They were as he was healing somebody or as people were gathering or as he was by a lake or coming off of the water or in a fishing boat. This was the way Jesus connected with people. And this is the way Jesus connected with his Heavenly Father. It says he would withdraw to the mountains and pray. Also, we know, think of John the Baptist. John the Baptist almost exclusively conducted his ministry outside in the wilderness. John the Baptist was certainly a guy of the wilderness. Or if you look at more uh, recent uh, saints, St. Francis He's, he's known for his uh, connection with nature. And we know St. Francis wasn't, you know, the highest academically. He wasn't a scholarly saint. But he was connected with God through creation. He would talk to the birds and he would talk to the animals. And he, he wrote poems about, you know, brother, brother sun and sister moon. And he connected with God. You know, I think if we paid attention more, we would realize that in our everyday life, in the simplest things, God is speaking to us from his creation. So I wanted to talk about some of my experiences personally. Because I think in so many ways, this is one of my big ways of connecting. Maybe you'll relate with me in my experience. You know, it started for me as a child, um, looking at the night sky seeing the heavens and when you look at the night sky you know as a child it's just so vast it's so big and we would be out late at night in the summer i still remember the bats coming out and us we'd have this nerf football and you know we'd be trying to hit the bats and of course you're never going to hit them but it seemed like hours would go by and we would just play and we would stare at the sky. And something inside of me, you know, I didn't really go to church growing up. I mean, occasionally I would go visit my grandma's church, but we just didn't. But, you know, there was something speaking to me. And God would speak in his creation, and I just knew, you know, someone had to make all of this. Someone had to put all of this here. And I must be here for a reason, and I must be here for a purpose. I know you also have had experiences like that, and I remember as I started to grow older, my dad would take us on these you know these trips out west. He always wanted to go out west and we 'd see these just massive landscapes you know we 'd go to the badlands or we would go to Yosemite we'd have to see all of these amazing national parks and you can't help but just be overwhelmed. There's a reason, by the way, today, you know, when we do like our youth camps, we take kids up to the Silver Lake sand dunes and they climb these massive sand dunes. And, you know, there's a reason because sometimes you need to be in a space that overwhelms you with God's majesty, God's power. You just see these dunes and there's just one after another, after another. And something always happens when we go there kids are just overpowered, and then their hearts start to open, and you see God start to work in their life. Because why? Creation just opens us up to the majesty of God. It opens us up in a way that really nothing else can. As I got a little bit older, I had some other experiences that just, just compounded my, um, my awe of our Creator. I remember the first safari that I went on. And I was out in the middle of the wilds of Africa. And you'd see these elephants just out in a mud hole. And then you would watch these, these zebra come running by or the giraffe just, you know, gracefully going by. And it just it just overpowered you emotionally. And I think that's for a reason. I think God is always trying to speak to us through his creation. And there's a few lessons, I think, that I pick up from nature. And I just want to leave with you today in the message. They're they're messages that I think if you pay attention, if if you really focus on it, they speak to all of us. And the first message that we get from creation is that God is beautiful. His creation is beautiful and we know God is beautiful. In other words, we know that God is good. It's the the thing that we say over and over again, but God is good, his creation is good. I mean, yes, there's some brokenness in it and we can talk about that, that's a whole message. But fundamentally, it's good. Fundamentally, the creation is good because the creator is good. God is so good. The other day, we were all singing together. Charlie was learning the song, God is so good. God is so good. We taught her over and over again. And then I taught her how to sing it in Swahili. Mungu it's God. The whole earth knows this song. God is so good. He's so good to me. Creation and the creativity. I mean, think of it. There's countless kinds of animals, countless kinds of insects, countless kinds of butterflies. It just goes on and on and on. The beauty, the creativity, just scream of the goodness of God. That's God saying something to you. That's God saying, I love you. I made this for you. This is for your enjoyment, it says in the scripture. Second thing, I think a lesson that we get from creation is so big and that is God is awesome. God is awesome, powerful, massive. Psalm eight says this, when I consider the heavens, the stars, the moon, all the work of your hand, what is man that you're mindful of? In other words, when you start to think about the vastness of space and the, just, just the depth of God's creation, it's amazing that you could even think about a small person like me. I was reading a, a story about John Glenn, who one of the first astronauts uh, to go to the moon, but later he went back into space and he was writing about it. He was writing about how it strengthened his faith in God. And he said this, he said, you know, it's very rare that you find an astronaut who doesn't believe in God. He said, as you zoom away from planet Earth, he said, you can't help but be overpowered by the greatness of God. You know, thinking about the majesty, the depth, the size, the vastness of creation, it can't help but to help you and I realize that, you know what? If a God can create something this big, God can take care of my little problem. All of a sudden, no matter how big your problem is, and I know some of us have some pretty big problems, the problems start to get smaller and smaller and smaller as our view of God gets bigger and bigger and bigger. God's power makes our problems seem a lot more manageable. I don't know what problems you're facing today, but I do know this. God is bigger than that problem. (laughs) God's a lot bigger than anything that you or I are facing today. The third lesson that I get out of creation is, is one that's so hard for really all of us to learn, and it's patience. Patience. Why patience? Well, because when you see any of God's creation built into it, is this idea that you have to be patient. Why? Because anything that you plant takes a long time to grow. If you put a seed into the ground, you don't look at your watch and look at the ground and look at your watch and look at the ground. You walk away from it because you know it's gonna take some time. A little water, a little sunshine, breaking that seed down, eventually it's gonna sprout and look for life above the ground And over time, eventually, it can become a massive tree, but it takes patience. I think spending time in creation would help all of us become more patient people. You know, there's a connection. Our world, our fast pace, go, 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 get it, get it, get it, want it, demand it, get angry about it. I think it has a lot to do with us being disconnected from creation. You know, farmers and people that are around creation all the time, they're usually wiser, more patient, more seasoned people because they just get it. They get that that's not how life works. It's not how God works. Some things take time. The best things take time. So we learn to be patient. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience. In fact, When Paul defined love, what he said is love is, first word, patient. Isn't that amazing? Where are you going to learn patience better than right in God's creation? And last, maybe most important, rebirth and renewal. Here's a great lesson, a great lesson that we have to get from creation. Stuff dies, or at least it looks like it. It goes dormant you don't see it, and then a new season comes, and it comes back to life again. The winter comes, and everything dies, but it's just waiting for the springtime and renewal. That is vital. That is the picture. That is what God is teaching you and I and everyone, that things die, and then they're born again. They're renewed. That's what we're going to celebrate this Easter. It's death, and resurrection death and resurrection and if you're in creation a lot you get that you see it because you watch it happen over and over and over again and the more disconnected we are from god's creation the more disconnected we are from the central message of the gospel death and resurrection so how do you and i take advantage of this opportunity to know god and his creation There's a few things. The first thing that we do is very, very simple. You know, just take a walk. Get outside and walk. Feel the breeze. Feel the chill of the air. Feel the warm sunshine. Whatever it is, just get outside and walk. So many benefits to it. God will speak to you. You'll hear his whisper. You'll notice God in the, the majesty of the things that are all around you. And while you're walking, Look for things. You know, one of the things you could do is look at the birds. I mean, remember Jesus' famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, when he tells us not to worry because worry is a waste of our time and our energy. Worry will wear us down and sap us of our life. Well, right after he says, don't worry, he says this, look at the birds. Look at the birds. They're not worried. Your Heavenly Father takes care of them. He clothes them. He feeds them. So if God's going to take care of the birds, he's going to take care of you. As you start to notice the things that are around you, it's going to lower your stress. It's going to lower your worry. You're going to realize, you know what? God has a plan for this. He certainly has a plan for me. God's going to take care of me. I have nothing to worry about. You know what? Perhaps the most important thing about going on a walk is the thing that you aren't doing. Hopefully, looking at your screen, you're looking at God's majesty. God has now captivated your attention. And that's all it really is. That's what this whole series is about, is growing our awareness. You see, God's all around us. You and I just need to become more aware.